couple questions this morning. The first one is pretty easy. I don't know how many of you remember exactly where you were 10 years ago at about 8.30 in the morning, 8.45. I remember where I was. I was in Aspirus Hospital waiting for someone who was going in for surgery. I can't remember who that was. Did someone here have surgery September? <laughs> Tammy. I was in the waiting room waiting to go in to see her and the pictures came on the TV. The commentators were talking about this hole in the side of one of the trade towers. They didn't know what it was. They thought maybe it was a small, possibly a small aircraft of some sort. They had no idea and then as we sat there live on TV, watched that second plane fly into the towers. And at that point, everyone knew that this was no accident. I remember looking at the building, just trying to somehow comprehend what was going on inside of that building. From the outside, it was just a black hole with a little smoke, but just to begin to imagine the trauma of what was going on inside that building. My second question is a little more difficult. And that's the question, where, where was God on this day? You know, when people ask that question, they're really not asking, you know, where was God physically? What people are saying was, why did God allow this to happen? And all of the questions that go along with that, I mean, is this just, is this just the fact that evil people have the choice to do evil things? Uh, was God somehow orchestrating this event? Was, was God involved? Did God care? What was God doing, saying, you know, where was God? There's a lot of things that go into that statement. This is not just a question, however, that we ask of 9-11. This is a question people ask every day. Did you know that in the last 10 years since 9-11, about 3,000 people lost their lives. Do you know that since that day in the last 10 years, 500,000 people have lost their lives on their highways? Every one of those is a tragedy. In the last 10 years, 100, over 150 times as many people have lost their lives just on our highways. And so we see here, we, you know, every week, there's not a week that goes by, you turn it on, you know, I come into my office, you know, a Russian airplane with some top hockey players between 40 and 50 went down and all of them died. It is a weekly occurrence. You start reading through the Bible and you see tragedy after tragedy. You look at God's people in Israel. We see Achan who took things that God said he wasn't supposed to take and 36 men, 36 military men died as a result of his greed. His whole family lost their life. It was a tragedy. We see Israel disobeys again, and there's 24,000 people, innocent people that die of the plague. So is 9-11 about disobedience? We read of Job, who evidently came into great tragedy, lost all his possessions, all of his children. Tremendous tragedy, and yet we see that it was not a sense of Job being disobedient to God. It was a sense of testing that God had in his life. So is, you know, is 9-11 about testing? 
morning I'd like to read from the Gospel of Luke and chapter 13, five verses there. And what's interesting about this passage is that here we have an actual response of God to tragedy. We actually hear the words of God in the face of tragedy because people here were talking about tragedy in their day. Tragedy is, is not new. So here it is. Luke 13, verses 1 to 5. Now, there were some present at that time who told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, Do you think that these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Or those 18 who died when the tower in Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Very instructive passage on tragedy. Not a very common teaching in our day. We rarely take it to this level. But here are some people, and they're talking about tragedy. They're talking about some Galileans who were in. They were sacrificing in the temple. And Pilate came in, and evidently, he says he mixed their blood with their sacrifices. He either slaughtered them on the very altars of the temple where they were. It was a very tragic thing that Pilate did. Or mixed their bloods in some ceremony with the sacrifices. And so people had been talking about this and evidently wondering, as they did in that day, you know, if something really bad happens, these people must have done something really bad. We saw in the book of Acts when Paul was bitten by the viper, and they said, they said, this man must be under the judgment of God that something like this would happen to him. We probably live in a day where we live on the opposite spectrum where we do not connect tragedy with perhaps God's wrath being poured out in our world. We see here, though, Jesus has a very interesting response. He also talks about this tower. They had built aqueducts down to Jerusalem from Siloam. It was, a, it was like a water system, almost like a, a storage tank down this hill with, with aqueducts, and they were building these towers to hold the aqueducts. And evidently one of them fell and 18 people died. Two tragedies in that day. And so, how does Jesus here respond? It's interesting in verse 5, he says, unless you repent, you too will perish. In other words, tragedies should say something to us. You know, instead of wondering why they died... What Jesus said is, you should be discussing or thinking about the tragedy that's going to happen in your life if you don't repent. He's inferring that it will be a tragedy for anyone who does not repent. Jesus doesn't say, well, they had it coming. Jesus doesn't say, you know, New York City, it's a godless place they had it coming, or something happens here, or a hurricane strikes, or tornado strikes. 
God doesn't say they had it coming. He says, no, you have it coming. You all have it coming. This is a reminder. The tragedy is in the world because of sin. And so Jesus is saying, look, we will all... You know, that day is coming for all of us. It may happen in the World Trade Center. It may happen out on the highway. It may happen on a construction project. It may happen in your bed. It may happen in the hospital. It may happen on the 90th floor of the World Trade Center. But, but this is a reminder to us all that we need to be ready for the tragedies of life. Tragedy was meant to get our attention. In Revelation chapters 8 and 9, if you were to read through that, I mean, the world has not seen anything in terms of the tragedy that God will allow in the end of the days. There it says a third of the earth will be burned, a third of the sea will turn to blood. It says there will be um, a third of mankind. Imagine that. A third of mankind will die. And in Revelation 9, verse 20, we hear the summation at the end of this. It says, and the rest of mankind that were not killed by these plagues, and notice what it says, still did not repent of the works of their hands. God is looking at His world and, and, there is, and, and people are not repenting and so a tragedy comes and God is saying, I'm trying to get your attention, people. And in the end days, there will be massive, massive tragedies and it still will not capture the attention of people. Tragedy is meant to get our attention. I mean, how many testimonies have you heard? You know, my life was going just great. Had all the money I need, had the job. Life was, life was just great. And so I decided on top of that that I would turn my life over to Christ. I don't know if I've ever heard a testimony like that. Seems like every testimony I hear is centered around some kind of difficult, tragic, a hard event that comes into a person's life. Where was God on 9-11? God was everywhere. God, God had His hands on every square inch of ground zero. God was all over in that day. I, I, was, <clears throat> I was just reading a little bit about you know, some things that happened on that day. You know, we forget, you know on those four airplanes that there was room for a thousand people? There are only 226 that day on those airplanes. Why weren't those airplanes full? There were 50,000 people that work in the Trade Center. There are only 20,000 in the building. There were scores of unexpected traffic delays, subway delays, commuter train delays that happened that morning. Some of the people that rode in one of them had to take his son to kindergarten that day. He didn't make it to the Trade Center. Another, it was his turn to bring donuts. Another's alarm didn't go off. Another was in an accident on the turnpike. Another missed his bus. Another spilled food on her clothes and had to go back and change. Another's car wouldn't start. One went back to answer the telephone. One had a child that dwaddled and they got late. One couldn't find a taxi. And there was one man who put on a brand new pair of shoes that morning, was halfway to work walking, 
got a blister and decided to go in the drugstore and buy a Band-Aid. Sometimes we forget all of the ways in which we see the hand of God on a day such as that. So am I saying that 9-11 was God's will? No. And yes. No and yes. That's the answer. And one of the things that's very important to understand about God is, is that God has two wills. There is God's sovereign will. There is God's sovereign will. No one breaks God's sovereign will. God will bring to pass the things that He has ordained to bring to pass. This cannot be thwarted. On this level of God's will, we must say that 9-11 was God's will. For some reason, God allowed this to happen on that day for purposes that we certainly will not fully understand. God has a purpose for the tragedies that He allows. But there's also God's allowable will. God's allowable will, that is His breakable will. Those are the things that God wills, but He allows those things to be broken. For example, it's not God's will that people steal, but God will allow people to steal. God's will is a perfectly holy life, but you know none of us does that. Was it God's will that thousands of people died, that men fly airplanes into buildings? Of course not. That's not God's will. And so, was 9-11 God's will? The answer is yes, and the answer is no. You know, let me give you an example. One of the greatest tragedies in the history of all time. I want to tell you one of the greatest tragedies that ever happened in the world. And that was this, that a man came to save the world. A man came with the power to cure every sin, every disease, every sickness. A man came whose sole purpose was to help and heal and restore and to save. That a man came through whom the entire universe was created and is, is sustained. That a man came with a gift of eternal life. The only man who was ever sinless. And he was abused and he was ridiculed and he was mocked and he was beaten and he was tortured, and he was humiliated, and he was nailed to a cross. And let me assure you that every one of his followers looked at that day as the greatest tragedy in the history of their world. Were men responsible for the death of Jesus Christ? Absolutely. As you listen to Paul's message, he says, you killed Jesus. That was wrong. It's not God's will to kill people. Did they transgress God's will? Of course they did in murdering, murdering an innocent man. 
And yet, we hear these words in Isaiah 53.10. Yet, it was the Lord's will. It was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. No one understood that day what was happening through that tragedy. And yet we're reminded to take a look at what really happened on that day. Time would reveal the purposes of God. One day we will look back on 9-11. We will look back on that day and we will be amazed, all of us. We will be amazed at how in the midst of so much pain that God could do so much redemptive work. And you know, that work is going on today. There are people in churches across this country that are in church today because of this tragedy. And God continues to minister to hearts. The truth is that ten years ago today, in the midst of all of that chaos and all of that rubble, that in those planes and in those office buildings and on ground zero, in the midst of all of that rubble, God was there and God was calling men to himself. One of my, one of my favorite 9-11 videos, it's just a couple minutes long, I, I'd like to conclude with that. When I'm done with that, our worship team is going to come up and we're going to conclude our time this morning in, in worship. But uh, I'd like you to take a moment and look at this. <clears throat>